welcome to my brand new podcast, She's Unfiltered. So the first episode is called Why? Why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> because I know that is a question on a lot of your minds. Who do I think I am? Why is my voice need to be heard? Well listen, I have a lot to say and that's quite ironic because as soon as I fucking sit down I have nothing to say. My mind just goes fucking blank. Um, obviously this podcast is aimed at a more mature audience. That could be anyone but if you're offended by the word fuck then you better click off this I'm sorry to say I wanted to do this for the longest time ever and to be quite honest with you I didn't have the balls and I've grown them I'm sat here now (laughs) with my big ass balls (laughs) and I'm recording this and yeah that's just me so I've got myself a little drink and you should get yourself one too started so i asked some questions over on my instagram page and this is what you guys had to say so one of the questions was what makes me happy and it's quite hard to answer because it's really easy at the moment in this lockdown to focus on the bad things and be overwhelmed and upset and that's how i've been feeling most of the time i'm not gonna lie But, I live in my own flat, I still have a job, I'm still lucky enough to have a job through this lockdown, I just have to count my blessings at the moment, to be honest, and I have got a new brother-in-law, it's a little puppy, cockapoo, called Doug, and I love him very much, so shout out Doug, he makes me very happy, he he's around me every time he sees me so I think he's quite happy to see me too but I just like to distract myself from reality so I've got some games that I play on my phone and my iPad I've got a paint by numbers game on my iPad which I fucking love and I've also shown it to my boyfriend and at first he thought it was stupid but he fucking loves it too the other thing that I've been loving is podcasts I listen to so many of them and until this lockdown I didn't realize how amazing they are which is kind of why I started one I have so many thoughts and I've never been able to open up properly I can speak to some of my friends but it would just be great if I could be open with my feelings my thoughts and if it could help someone else out there open up then fucking that's all I want you know another thing I've been loving this lockdown is listening to podcasts hence why I've started one myself um I just think you really get to know someone and their thoughts who they are as a person just from like a 30 minute to an hour episode every week um I've posted my inspiration and like my favourite podcasters at the moment on my Instagram so I definitely recommend checking them out because they've really inspired me and for the 30 minutes that you're listening to them you just don't think about your own life like it gets you away from the stresses of work your 
home life, your family relationships, your real relationships, your friendships, everything like that just goes out the window for the half an hour that you're listening because you're focusing on someone else's story, which is really important. I think it's really important to listen to other people's stories and if you can relate and if you can help them and if you've got stories that are similar, I just think fucking incredible and we should speak about it more everyone just stays bottled up until that one moment where they're shaken so much that they just fucking explode everywhere and I don't want to get to that stage I suffer a lot and I can admit that especially with my mental health and what some people don't realise obviously it's, it's becoming more known to people but mental health isn't something that is always triggered by something or an event. Obviously, in quite a lot of cases, that's true, but not in every case. And that's the worst part about it all. I, most of the time, don't feel like it's important enough. I don't, I don't feel like I need to talk to anyone because I feel like I'm just wasting their time, you know? Um, but it is important. So that's what I'm trying to teach myself and teach you guys that speaking out is the best thing you could do for yourself so that kind of leads me to my next question which is what's the inspiration behind my name and while I am a very open book and I tell everyone in my life what's going on I'm not I can give advice but unfortunately I can't take it and I really want to unfilter myself I want to take that filter off you know and just talk about stuff. Obviously there are topics that I won't be able to talk about. And there's people that I won't be able to talk about. Who have made me who I am. Or who have added to some things that I feel. And some ways that I feel. But it's not appropriate to talk about them. Especially not right now. So when I say I'm unfiltered. I am. I'm unfiltered. I'm unfiltering myself with the way I feel. I'm filtering my thoughts, I'm filtering my mental health, my story, my background. But there is a certain line that you just can't always cross. I want to be as honest as I can, but I also don't want people getting involved in situations that don't concern them. So I like to deal with things how I'm dealing with them now. However, there are things on my list of like getting a therapist and regularly speaking to a therapist and not feeling embarrassed for wanting to get a therapist and some people like to write a diary some people like to speak to a therapist some people like to speak to their parents some people like to speak to their friends but I don't feel like everyone understands I feel like the people who have suffered with mental health will probably understand more than someone who hasn't so yeah Right, another question I've gotten is, moving in with your boyfriend, what are my thoughts? Well, girl, I've done it twice, and my advice would be, live with them before, if you can. So, if you can move into their parents' house, or they can move into your house for a little bit before you fully commit to moving out. Um... Because then you'll get to know what they're like. Obviously when you have sleepovers with them here and there. It's going to be different to what it really is like when you're in each other's personal space 24-7. When I moved out, 
in June last year. It felt amazing. It was so overwhelming and it was happy. And it's made me realise a lot of things about moving out. Like, I need more space. There is not enough storage in this small one-bedroom flat. And while I like to complain about it, obviously it's beautiful. It's such a nice flat to be living in for the first ever time you move out. Some people move into like a little studio. Like I'm obviously very lucky to even have somewhere to live. But that doesn't mean it's always a happy place. I don't know if this flat is cursed. But the vibes just aren't always great in here to be honest. And I feel like that's okay to admit. And that does tamper with our moods and our relationship. But until you live somewhere, you're never going to know what the vibe is there. So, yeah, I, I'm just lucky it's not haunted, to be honest. Another question was, what was my school life like? Right, so this is a bit difficult to explain. Like, where the fuck do I even start on this one? So I moved to England when I was six. And I joined school when I came here. That was very difficult. I didn't know a single word in English. The only thing I learnt when I was in Poland was hello, dog and rabbit. Which, only one of those words could help me and that was hello. I had to learn the rest myself. And for me and my siblings it was definitely very hard. Um... We still speak Polish at home to our parents so that we don't forget it. I'm really actually thankful for that. When I was younger, I was very embarrassed um, if my parents ever called me. But now I'm just like, I'll just whip out the phone and call my mum. Like, I don't give a shit if you're listening. But it was hard. And we definitely, me and my brother, because we're so close in age, we definitely got really picked on. Because people took advantage of the fact that we couldn't snitch on them and we couldn't do anything about it. And obviously, when you're that young, you don't want to tell your parents or you're being, being picked on at school. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was tough. And then when I went into secondary school, I went to a really good school. And I definitely had lessons that I was better at. But unfortunately, the school was a bit too far away, so we had to move a bit closer to my house, which, for my education, was probably the worst thing that could have happened. But for my friendships, definitely the best thing that could have happened. I made some friends there. I fell in love there. It was the first place where I actually felt like I belonged somewhere, and... That was thanks to my parents for taking me out of my comfort zone. Obviously, I didn't want to move. No one wants to move schools. And if you're at school right now and your parents are making you move, you might think, fucking hell, I don't want to do this. But trust me, it could be the best thing that happens to you. If it's not, then it's not the end of the world. Because if your friends are truly your friends, they will still speak to you if you move schools. And they will be there for you. I know it's scary being the new girl, but... People will find you and just put yourself out there. Just don't think, oh, I'm the new girl. I'm going to wait for someone else to come say hello to me. Don't do that because someone might not want to come up to you, you know. And if people are being mean, 
it's most likely because they're intimidated or jealous of you so I definitely wouldn't worry about that part but school life is it was weird because sometimes I would feel so lonely even when I was in a group of friends that I was very lucky to have I felt so lonely and some lunch times I'd go to the toilet and cry and other lunch times I would if one person wasn't in or if the whole group wasn't in I just felt like I was walking around by myself and I went through a breakup when I was in year 11 so obviously a very long time ago now but that really affected me in my friendships and my school life so I didn't do as well as I could have because I was focused on being upset over a stupid boy um, and I feel like a lot of girls can probably relate to that and boys um, when you're at school it's really easy to get just distracted by someone who in your eyes when you're that young tears you apart you know um, but just know that you can you can get around it. I am now 21. I live in my own place. I couldn't give a flying fuck about what happened back then. But it's made me who I am. I went through a lot of phases to try and find myself. I went through a phase where I fucking dressed indie to try and look cool. And get boys that only wanted me for my aesthetic when that wasn't me. I went through a phase where I would show my tits at any point um, again didn't get me where I wanted I'm now stable and happy and I wouldn't say I'm always happy but I'm happy with who I am and who I'm becoming and who I know that I can be with you know time and working on myself and I know which areas I'm going to improve so yeah Oh, so this is a really good question. What advice would I give my younger self? Fuck me. I have learned so much in the past few years. One of them would be, going back on my other question, focus on your school life. If a teacher tells you you can't do something, why don't you just prove them wrong instead of agreeing with them and proving them right? Because it's got me nowhere, you know? I was really good at drama and I felt like I was really good at drama until my teacher told my mum that I would never pass it which didn't make sense as my predicted grades were always A stars for that subject I'm a very dramatic person and that really upset me and put me down when really it should have done the opposite it should have motivated me to be better I wish I could tell myself not to worry about little things and this is hard because I will still get upset over small things. Everyone does. It's, it's fucking normal. But it's just there are things that got me down for a very long time and I wasted a lot of my time. And I wish I told my 16-year-old self to stop drinking so much and texting and calling ex-boyfriends and posting fucking stories of me crying because I look back and laugh now, but be honest that's just so embarrassing um but again I know I'm not the only one I know there's people that do that now and have done that in the past so yeah um there's no point being embarrassed and letting that get in the way of my future because it's just not going to it's just funny <laughs> I would also say to my younger self 
well done for getting into work early and I started working when I was 15 in a bakery and from every single job that I've had I have learned so much so I'm definitely really grateful for every job that I've had for every experience that I've had in life and yeah I would give myself a little pat on the back for that so while I did some very embarrassing things I was also helping out my future you know Another question was, is sex important in a relationship? I'm going to say yes, because that's the time that you're most intimate and raw with someone. And that obviously depends on your relationship, who you both are as people. I'm sure some people can have a really lovely relationship without any sex or any sexual activities. Um, But I do feel like for the majority, the answer would be yes, because... It's just when you're most vulnerable, both of you, and while sex doesn't have to be deep, no pun intended, it is, it, it just is important. Um, it just is. I would say that probably the quantity isn't as important, but as long as you're doing it and you're both on the same wavelength and... It's completely normal to go through changes in your libido and that's for both of the partners involved. And your sex drives might not always be on the same wavelength but it definitely is important to have that time together. No matter what you're doing. And the other question was how to get over someone or out of a bad situation and this is difficult because everyone deals with things differently but a distraction is definitely the best way um obviously right now we're in a lockdown so that's not always possible for everyone but if you can get out there speak to other people most of the time getting over someone you just have to get under someone else and that's probably not what you want to hear but it is it's it's the only way or finding something that you're good at and you enjoy doing that will get your mind off things but yeah speaking to your friends asking people who've gone through the same thing for advice but I guess that just everyone handles these situations differently so what works for them might not work for you what would I like to be doing in five to ten years time saying this now I might go back on this in five to ten years time and say fuck no I wasn't ready but I would like to have children quite young my parents had me young and they just said it was the best thing that they've done so I would quite like to be a young mother and when I say young I don't mean like tomorrow but within the next few years would be nice I would like to be pursuing something that I enjoy doing and makes me happy and I definitely see dogs in my future Especially like a dashing or two, but I guess we'll see what the future brings me. Maybe I'll have three or four. Um, I guess the main thing that this podcast is going to be about will be me, my insecurities, my mental health, um, boy shit, girl shit, friendship. A lot of shit basically um but for world mental health day in 2016 i wrote a little something which i'd quite like to read um 
obviously a lot of it won't really make sense and will sound a bit stupid because I was 16 but we'll just go we'll just go along with it so I, I just felt like I was quite woke you know um so it's World Mental Health Day. This day is mainly to support people that are suffering from some sort of mental disorder and also to raise awareness for mental health. Mental illnesses are very misunderstood and shut out. There are many mental illnesses. <coughs> and then I wrote, Google a list of mental disorders if you want to see for yourself and educate yourselves. I mean, yeah, do that. Then you'll see a whole list of them rather than me listing them all or forgetting some. Most people hide behind a fake smile and suffer alone. This is not okay. Over 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. Um, and there are many more people who attempt. All of those people suffer from an untreated mental disorder. Too many people in this world take their own lives as they feel lonely as, and as if they don't have anyone to speak to. Together we need to help prevent this. Make sure you are the person that someone who is struggling can speak to. Never let anyone tell you that you're too young to be struggling or that you have no reason to feel like this. Or that other people have it worse. Because yes, other people may have it worse or better than you. But that does not mean that the way you feel isn't important. I personally feel that I suffer with mental disorders and... This isn't what I wrote, but last year I actually finally spoke to a doctor about how I've been feeling. So, yeah, that was definitely difficult and it took me a long time. And I wrote this message in 2016, but I was about 13 when I first started suffering with mental illnesses. I obviously didn't understand them or know what was going on, but I was just too afraid to speak out. And there was only a few people that knew um, my little sister being one of them, so, yeah, I didn't really have many people to speak to, and it took me until last year to admit it to myself, admit it to people around me, my family, my friends, my boyfriend, and get help, so, yeah, this is where I am now, I am getting help, I am learning to speak out, I'm learning that it's okay to speak out, and I shouldn't feel ashamed or embarrassed, and I've always preached this to other people, like, don't feel ashamed, don't feel embarrassed, and I was the one person that wasn't listening to my own advice, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a ride, it's, it comes in waves, some days I'm feeling amazing, just saying, what the hell was I on about the other day? And then it just comes crashing down, but that's okay, that's life, and the main part is I'm dealing with it. I obviously don't want to trigger anyone so obviously if you feel upset or triggered by this then I would just recommend not listening but I want to be I don't want this to be upsetting I want this to be uplifting and hopefully potentially help people who feel the same way I have and I do and know that you're not alone because you're not even when it feels like it you're not alone I thought I would just briefly mention this in my first episode. Um, this is not a thing I've been diagnosed with, but it's a thing that I've done research on and I feel very strongly like I can relate to it, you know? 
um, it's depersonalization. So let me just get up the definition for you. So depersonalization is where you have the feeling of being outside yourself or observing your actions, feelings or thoughts from a distance. I personally, when my anxiety is high or I'm feeling super in the dumps, even sometimes when I'm feeling really good, this it will just come like a wave. I will see myself in third person and just not see myself for who I really am, but see all of my insecurities. So every little thing that I've picked out about myself that I don't like, I will see that version of me. And I know that isn't what people see me as. And I know people see your imperfections when you know when you mention it to them. Most of the time, they won't even think about them. And in the moment, it's hard to remind yourself of that. And I personally have met many people that have dealt with this because, I mean, I haven't really spoken out about it. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to speak about because it's not very easy for other people to understand. Um, it's not very often that it happens, but when it does, it just makes me want to shut down and just dig up a hole and just hide in there for a while, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's horrible, and I don't like to talk about it, because it makes it feel real, when most of the time I just think it's in my head, which it is, but when I'm not in the moment of it, I don't understand it either, it's only when I'm feeling extremely low that I see that version of me, which I know isn't the real version of me. I know that I'm much more than my looks. But in that moment, it's very hard to tell yourself that. So yeah, that's one thing that I've been struggling with, but I can see myself coming out the other side. And the last question I'm going to finish up with is on a lighter note, so what does a self-care night look like for you? Like what are the things you do to unwind and relax? So I like to run myself a nice little hot bath and it has to be boiling hot. Like if I don't get in and feel like I'm in hell, it's not hot enough for me. Um, obviously shove some bubbles in if I've got a bath bomb I'll shove that in um, just lay there for a bit listen to some music Ovs bring in a glass of wine with me or a little bit of Prosecco if I have some and just like you know unwind like let your muscles relax just lie there I will most likely be thinking so yeah, it's not ideal. The only time my brain is switched off is when I'm sleeping or when I'm trying to do something important that I really have to do because I've always been like this. I leave everything till last minute and it's definitely not a great trait to have, but it's nice. Take it or leave it. I guess I've done right and I get it done to the perfect level, so... I'm not going to beat myself up too much about that, but it is definitely annoying because I put a lot of stress on myself. Um, <laughs> back to the question. 
have a nice little candle on, turn the lights off and just have some calming music on. I like to listen to a bit of Conor Mayhem because from Brighton um, I've been a little bit of a fangirl since I was about 12 so yeah that's definitely what calms me down it brings me back to a really happy time that's what I try and do I listen to something that brings me back to when I was younger or when I know that I was happy or a specific time in my life where I know that I was happy and it wouldn't be my podcast without me having some sort of moan or <laughs> something to complain about because that is literally my personality to a fucking T. My car broke down this week and it was a fucking nightmare. I'm telling you, my gear stick just wouldn't fucking work. It wouldn't go to any gears I needed it to go into. And I was stuck about 30 minutes from home, 30 minutes from work. That just felt fucking useless and I would just really like to know a bit more about cars but I'm afraid it's not something that really interests me. I would rather pay someone just get over with and I'm very lucky that my dad is helpful with these things and he will always come out whenever, wherever to help me so yeah I'm definitely very lucky but at the time it literally felt like the world had just crumbled around me. I just cried for about an hour and a half straight until I was rescued by my little brother who bought my old car off me, which I also fucked up before giving to him. So yeah, I'm I'm no angel, but you'd think that someone who's been driving for two years can you know, not get herself in these situations, but no, I will always find a way to <laughs> fuck something up, but yeah, um, I have been occupying myself recently with little games, obviously if you need a bit of inspo, if you've never watched Pretty Little Liars, it's now on BBC iPlayer and I would highly recommend just binge watching it, because we're in lockdown, what else have you got fucking to do? Um, yeah, watch it from season one. It gets a bit shit towards the end, I'm not gonna lie. But the whole storyline is just fucking sick and I love it. And it's given me life and it's bringing me back to when I was like 14 watching it with my friends and would watch the episodes every week and like catch up at school. <laughs> yeah, that's what life is all about once upon a time. I'm also loving Jane the Virgin at the moment. I really didn't think I'd like it. I tried watching it once many years ago and I just couldn't get into it. But now me and my boyfriend are like stuck. You know, we fucking love it. Um, I have obviously bought this iPad so I can do this podcast. <laughs> I bought an Apple Pencil, which I don't know how I justified buying it because it's, it's unnecessary. It helps me click on shit. But at the same time, there's a paint by numbers game on here which is fucking sick. And even my boyfriend loves it. So I'd definitely recommend getting an iPad and an Apple Pencil just for that game alone. <laughs> um, 
I'm on level. Let me just tell you what level I'm on in Best Fiends. Because it's embarrassing. I'm pretty sure I started in the second lockdown. Because I was furloughed for a month. So don't judge me. I am currently working from home most days. But when I have the time I will play a cheeky little game. And <laughs> I'm on level 290. So yeah I definitely need to get a life. And I'm pretty sure my screen time is you know, off the fucking chart. But yeah, thanks for joining me on my first episode. I am so excited to get this out and tell you guys a little bit more about my life and who I am and why you should listen to me. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not a fucking professional. Please don't listen to me. But yeah, thanks. See you next week. Bye.